What you're listening to is a four-part podcast series sponsored by Oasis Church, and I'm going to be your host, Chris Stewart. I'm also the pastor of Oasis Church. And for more than a year, we have been studying the Gospel of Luke at Oasis Church on Sunday mornings. And that has brought us to the moments leading up to Jesus's arrest and crucifixion and resurrection, which is what we will be covering on Sunday mornings. And many people might hear that and think, well, it's December, it's Christmas time. Why don't you do a Christmas series of sermons? And I get that. We all want that. But here's the truth. These are Christmas sermons. We tell the story of the arrest and crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are telling the purpose for Christmas, the reason why Jesus came to begin with. But because I know that everyone enjoys the traditional Christmas stories, I decided to put together a little brief four-episode podcast that will lead us up to Christmas Day. And so... For every Thursday from now until Christmas, you will receive in your podcast feed, if you are following Oasis Church, this four-part series called The Truth About Christmas. Well, the place to begin, if we're going to tell the truth about Christmas, is the same place we should always begin, and that is in God's Word, the Bible. In God's Word, we find not only the source of the original account of Christmas, but we also find God's own commentary on it. You see, the Christmas story in the Bible begins a lot earlier than you might have expected, several hundred years earlier, in fact. In fact, one Old Testament prophecy after another promised a coming of a Savior, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the one who would redeem the people of God. And one of those prophecies, which has become sort of the centerpiece of the Christmas story, is from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And it was given to God's people by Isaiah nearly 600 years before Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. And so Isaiah, speaking or writing under divine inspiration, Isaiah was able to see across these centuries and give us an amazing, accurate picture, specific picture of the Savior's birth. And he promised that it would be a miraculous event, unlike anything that the world has ever known. And get this, the details that Isaiah gave were fulfilled too precisely for the connection to be dismissed as chance. Isaiah, for example, foretold that Jesus would be born of a virgin, a woman who had never been sexually intimate with any man. And those who were living during that time in that day would have known young Mary to be, in fact, a virgin. This was one of the most startling details of Isaiah's prophecy. 
Isaiah 7, 14, now remember this is 600 years before the birth of Christ, says this, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Several centuries later comes along this young woman named Mary. And that name Emmanuel, which is very key to this verse, it's the heart of the Christmas story. And this is what the Christmas story is all about. It's the Hebrew name that means literally God with us. This promise that was being given to God's people is a promise of deity coming to be with those whom he created. A prophecy that God himself would appear as a human infant baby boy. Emmanuel, God with us. This baby who was to be born would be God himself in human form. And so if we were to condense all of the truths of Christmas into only three words, it would be those three words, God with us. So when you say Merry Christmas to somebody, realize that what you're saying to them is we are celebrating God with us, God coming to be with us, God with us. You see, we tend to focus our attention at Christmas on the infancy of Christ, that it's about the baby Jesus. And that's not untrue, but the greater truth of the holiday is his deity, the fact that he is God. More astonishing than a baby being born in Bethlehem as the parents are traveling to Jerusalem to register for a census, and that just happens to be a fulfillment of prophecy as well, and that baby being laid down in a manger, and all of the songs and all of the nativity scenes and everything that we get from that, even more astonishing than all of that is the truth that this promised baby is the omnipotent creator of the heavens and the earth. God with us. Christmas begins with that prophecy that God was going to come to be with us. And it's really good news. It's the good news of God's answer to all of the confusion, the chaos, the complexities, the conflicts of life. God with us is the great gift of Christmas. It is the gift of one who is a newborn infant and yet was the father of all eternity. He's born and he is just an innocent child Yet he is wise counselor and mighty king, the scripture tells us. He is God with us. And I'll tell you the truth. If you find those realities hard to fathom, then you're beginning to glimpse the truth of Christmas. When that angel came and proclaimed Unto us a child is born. Who is us? It's everyone who believes. It's everyone who rejoices. 
in the God of the Bible who says, I will come to be with you. Have Christians always celebrated Christmas? It's an interesting question. Christmas as a holiday was not observed until well after the biblical era. The early church of the New Testament celebrated Jesus' resurrection, but they actually didn't celebrate his birth. In fact, Christmas was not given any kind of official recognition by the church until around the mid-fifth century. It's widely believed that one of the reasons why Christians were very resistant in the early days to some of the rituals of the holidays was because those customs seem to have had their roots in paganism and pagan practices and pagan celebrations. And so Christians would actually choose to work on December 25th just to show their disdain for the cultural celebrations of the winter solstice in that day. But they did celebrate Jesus's resurrection. Over time, that has changed and it's okay. You see, Christians today, like myself, are generally not opposed to celebrating Christmas and doing all of the things that we do to celebrate these holidays. Put up lights, decorate a tree, exchange gifts. And those are some of the things that we will talk about in the upcoming episodes of this podcast. But as we get ready to close this first episode, I just want to say this. The holiday itself of Christmas is not something we should avoid. And observing it is not a question of right or wrong. As the Apostle Paul wrote, he said, One man regards one day above another. Another regards every day alike. But let each person be fully convinced in his own mind, he who observes the day observes it for the Lord. And he who eats does so for the Lord. For he gives thanks to God. And he who chooses not to eat, chooses not to eat for the Lord. And he gives thanks to God. That's in Romans 14, verses 5 and 6. And so every day, including Christmas, is a celebration for those of us who know and love Jesus. And so I guess a better answer to the question regarding celebrating Christmas as a Christian or not is to answer the question, how? How we observe Christmas is always the central issue. Do we observe it for God's sake or for our own sake? For our own satisfaction or gratification? Do we take time to think about why and how we celebrate this holiday? That is at the heart of the matter. Christmas is an opportunity for us to exalt Jesus Christ. And so I say, let's take advantage of that. And let's exalt and celebrate with everything we have in these days to come. Merry Christmas. <laughs>